so thankful for the journey that we've been on in this house and what we've been learning about worship and, and where we are now and, and the places that God is about to take us in the spirit. You know, if you would have come in the 90s, our journey was more of a journey to try to get into the presence. And it was, our, our mindset was a little bit more like we're, we're going we're gonna to break through and, and we're going to enter the presence of God. And I'm thankful for where God has brought us today that we recognize that we're not here to try to get in the presence. We're not here to worship to the presence, that we worship from the presence of God. And, and because there's so much that we have to do, there's places we have to go because we're, God's already here. We're already in his presence. He's manifesting his presence. And, and we've recognized that, that we don't have to strive. And, and it's been a wonderful, beautiful journey. And, and you know, I, God loves every part of our journey. And it's not that where we were at that time was wrong. No, it was, it was right for where we were in that time. But we grow in our revelation of Jesus. You have grown in your revelation of Jesus through the years. And so we no longer worship to try to break through. We worship because Jesus is our breakthrough. And I, and I love this place because it's this place that, that now we know that we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. That, that is where you are right now. And I want to talk to you. I, and I believe as I'm sharing today that the Lord is going to open up revelation. I believe he's going to show you more and more about your home. I believe you're going to see some rooms in your home today that you didn't know were there. And uh, we no longer worship to try to get to a heavenly place. We worship from a heavenly place. Heaven is your home. This earth is not your home. I can see you here, but I want to tell you, you are seen in heaven. And you are known in heaven. And you will be known in heaven for all eternity. And it really is your home. And so the old covenant is primarily about man attempting to get to God's presence. And it's this journey. And, and, and it didn't go too well <laughs> of, of man just trying to reach God. But in the new covenant, we live from the presence within us, upon us, and around us. I loved what Dan said last week. The highest concentration of the presence of God on the earth is within you. The Holy of Holies is not a building somewhere else. The Holy of Holies is no longer a box. You know, it's so funny, like people are looking for the, the, old, the Ark of the Covenant. Let me tell you something, Jesus has come. I don't have to find the old box. I'm a carrier now. And that presence is in me right now, and you found me. And I found you. And the presence of God, the Holy of Holies, is now here. And so that changes worship, doesn't it? <laughs> See, I, worship is already going on inside of you 24-7. So I don't have to make you worship. I help you recognize that worship is already going inside of you. That you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. There's 24-7 intercession and worship going on inside of me. And I'm learning to live more and more in touch with that reality and the reality of heaven. And so I want to look in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1 this morning, where it says, After these things I looked, and behold, a door was standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard, like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me, said, 
come up here and I will show you what must take place after these things. So this is John on his journey in the book of Revelation, and he says, after these things. And uh, I, I love that because John has already had these amazing encounters with Jesus. He's already seen Jesus, the fire in Jesus' eyes, and his feet of burnished bronze, and his hair white as wool, and he's gotten a glimpse of these heavenly things and released these amazing revelation to the angels of the churches after these things. And I just want to declare over your life that there's more in your life. There's more ahead. Your greatest encounters with God are still ahead. I'm thankful for the encounters I've had with God, but I'm having the greatest encounters ever and I'm going to have more. And I am growing, we are all growing in our revelation of Jesus. And so after these things, I, say I, I looked. No one else can take your place in heaven. I, I found my, I said this word a few weeks ago and I haven't lost it. There, you have a heart print in heaven. <laughs> like, there is a voice print that, that only you can bring. No one else can take your place in heaven and your voice is longed for in heaven. Your worship is longed for in heaven. No matter how you think your voice is, God loves your voice. He loves the sound, and you were created to release a sound that is going to create and release things on the earth as it is heard in heaven. And so no one else can take your place and your voice in worship. And then he says, I looked. Say, I looked. And we're, we're learning to look. We're learning to not just glance into spiritual things. Like, I feel like we've looked, we've seen, we've gotten pictures, we've got an impression. But I want to tell you something. You're going to look into heaven. And you are looking in spiritual things. And you are going to look and see what you've not seen before. And so, we're not just going to glance into heaven, but we're going to look. Jesus, he said to Nathaniel, Nathaniel said to him, how do you know me? And Jesus said, before Philip called when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. I saw you. Jesus saw Nathanael in the spirit because Nathanael was amazed. You know, Jesus said, look, you, you think it's powerful that I saw you. Look, you're going to see a lot greater things than this. Jesus lived his life looking in the spirit. He said, I only do that which I see the father doing. So I looked and behold, say behold. Behold. <laughs> You're created to behold. You're created to see. We're learning to constantly live in awe, wonder, and amazement. And guys, when God does something, when we see something, may it never become something that, oh, that's just, yeah, whatever. May we never lose the wonder and the awe that the presence of the living God is in this room, that we are his people gathering in his presence, that he is here alive and working miracles among us. May we never lose the awe and wonder of the fact that Jesus' blood washed us and made us righteous and made us new creations. 
May we never lose the wonder of the fact that Holy Spirit is inside of me. The living God lives in me right now. And that I live in the time that the prophets of old wanted to live in. I live in that day right now. Wow. <laughs> and you know, when, when someone shares something that, that God has done, you know, they may just share, hey, you know, my, my finger was hurting and my finger was healed. I think we should go crazy. What? That's awesome. How many people lived their entire lives and never saw one finger healed? And you just saw God heal a finger. He is alive. How many people lived their whole lives and never heard one word from God? And you hear words from God every day. How many people live their entire lives and never really felt love? How many people right now are trying to find peace and you have peace all over you? There's so much peace in this room you could drown in peace right now. Wow! <laughs> behold. Behold. Wow. Behold a door standing open in heaven. And we're learning to step through doors. Instead of trying to get to doors, <laughs> we actually know now there's doors that are open that we can step through in the heavenlies. And there's places where God is taking us because we have things to do on the earth. You understand that as you experience and what you see in heaven, you can release on the earth. And so you're not trying to get into heavenly places. You're in heavenly places and are stepping through doors into new places. You have been raised up with Christ and seated with him in the heavenly places. And where does the Bible say every spiritual blessing is? Ephesians 1, 3, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Yep, you had it. The spiritual blessings are in the heavenly places. Blessed be the God and Father who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Where are you? In the heavenly places. Where are the spiritual blessings? You're there. And so we are learning to access those blessings and to release them on the earth. So you not only see spiritual blessings, but we access them and release them on the earth. It's like, you know, the beings in the book of Revelation, all the different ones, they have, it says they have eyes and wings. We get to see and we have wings to move. It's, it's the prophetic and the apostolic. We see the spiritual blessings, but we access them and release them on the earth. So we said, come up here. And again, sometimes we've been praying for God to come down. And he's saying, no, I just want you to come on up higher. <laughs> because I have opened doors for you and places that I want you to go with me. And so he says, I will show you what must take place after these things. And I love what happens here in the next verse. And immediately I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne was standing in heaven and one sitting on the throne. Now, he was just told, I really want to see this morning. He was just told, hey, 
um, I want you to see what's going to take place after these things. So I want to show you some things that are going to come, and then boom, Jesus. <laughs> and I feel, like, I feel like for some of us, we really want to know, I want to know what's going to take place. I got to know where to go. I got to know what the next season of my life looks like. I got to know my, when you need a new job, whatever it looks like. And immediately I was in the spirit and behold, there's our word again, say behold. Behold, a throne was standing in heaven and one sitting on a throne. You see, a lot of times we are trying to get to the things, the other things, the new things. But I want to tell you, the new things come through the one who is the door himself, Jesus. The new things are found in the man who is the way, Jesus Christ himself, the one. And it's in the light of his presence that you can see. You see, when you see the one on the throne, you are seeing reality and you are going to see what you could not see before. The one. The one. So what is to happen after these things? Jesus. Jesus is not your door, just your door into heaven. He is your destination. He didn't come to just give you a gift of salvation. He, he is your life and salvation. <clears throat> Jesus is not just a means to get somewhere. He is the somewhere. He's your somewhere for the next billion years. Where are you headed, Jesus? What's the next thing for you, Jesus? And the more and more caught up in him you are, what you need to see, the light, in the light of his presence living with him, you will see what you've not seen. And some of us even, the next step of our life isn't even created yet. And the light and the creativity is going to come from the one who is the creator God himself, Jesus Christ. And so as you step into him, creativity is going to flow. And I just want to declare over this house that creativity is about to flow like never before. There's, there's inventions, there's patents, there's books, there's things, there's thoughts, there's connections. There's all kinds of heavenly things that are stirring over us. What we've been experiencing the last six, seven weeks in this house isn't just that we felt the presence of God. There was a shift and God began to lose things. He began to download things and there's fresh things in heaven. There's blessings that we have now been given permission to access from the Lord. And we are going to begin to think differently. And as we think differently, we are going to act differently. And we are going to find ourselves going beyond what we have done in the past and doing things we have never done before because God is a bigger, greater God. And he has given us an increase of authority and of his presence and of his majesty in this house. And we will access and receive and move and do and go and release and say everything that he has given us to say. And we will not turn back and act like we have not encountered God when we have seen him and know that he is real, that he is alive, 
that he is moving, that he has poured out his spirit, and we will not be afraid because his love is permeating us and filling us with his presence and his power. There is no turning back. This is a new season in this house. And God has released things to us that money cannot buy. He has done things that man cannot do. He has given you new places of authority in the spirit to begin to exercise. And there are places where we are going to find ourselves beginning to release his kingdom and his dominion. And so, the revealing of the next things in John's journey came out of a revelation of the one, Jesus. And we will step into those next things through that fresh encounter with him. And what we need is found in the light of his presence. Revelation is living in more and more of the experiential knowledge of who Jesus is. Man. <laughs> so, I want to, I want to invite us. It's already happening, but I, w- <laughs> I want to invite us into a place in the spirit that I believe God's beginning to open up. And uh, I want to tell you about some things that have been happening, some things the Lord's been doing, some things I've been seeing. And it, this is an invitation for us to live in a greater revelation of the reality of where we are. And uh, after Heart of Prophecy, there was someone who came up to me a couple of weeks ago and, and said, you know, this reminds me of, of Hebrews chapter 12. And I'll tell you what happened in that, in that time. But Hebrews 12, 18 says, for you have not come to a mountain that can be touched and to a blazing fire and to darkness and gloom and a whirlwind and to the blast of the trumpet and the sound of words, which the sound that was heard they begged that no, one, no word, further word would be spoken to them. For if they could not hear the command, even if a beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am full of fear. Moses said this. I am full of fear and trembling. So I want to talk about, I want to talk about Hebrews here tells us about two different mountains. And I want to talk today about three different mountains. We're going to talk about the two mountains that are here, but I want you to think not of these so much as mountains this morning, but I I want us to think of them as doors, because I find for us in the new covenant that if you think of this as a mountain, I think a lot of us are going to think that we have to climb our way up the mountain. And and John, when when he was brought into the place in heaven, he didn't have to climb up to a mountain All he had to do was to choose to step into what was reality. And so this morning, we're not here to try to get up to something. Jesus has brought you there, and you are making the choice to access and agree with him and step into what he's given to you. So I want to talk about these different doors. And door one we just read about is Mount Sinai. And the message there was you can't touch it, you'll never reach it. It's dark and heavy. If you mess up, you'll die. It's a place of fear, and you need a human mediator. You can't go yourself. Nope, someone's got to go for you. Aren't you thankful that we don't live in this? Whew, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for placing me in 2022. And again, I want to encourage us 
The Lord looked at you. He could have plopped you at any point in history. He chose to drop you into 2022 and it wasn't an accident. And you're not an accident, by the way. I don't care what your parents told you. You're not an accident. All right. So let's look at door two. But you have come to Mount Zion. Say Mount Zion. All right. Come on. The city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem and to myriads of angels. Now, you might come, try to come, enter in. What does it say? Help me. You have come. Anybody have come? <laughs> have come? <laughs> I love butchering English. Both my parents were English majors. <laughs> but you come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem and myriads of angels, to the general assembly, which actually this word here, I just want to, general assembly sounds to me like a, a, like a, a boring event in school that you have to go to, like I don't, does anyone else, that's, that was the, the exact word used in our school. Oh, we have a general assembly. No! <laughs> okay, this Greek word is about a joyous celebration festival. Okay, I would never translate that general assembly. It, it, that sets me off. And the church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven... And to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. To Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks better than the blood of Abel. Wow. This is what you have come to. This is your reality. So door three. I know you're saying, well, we didn't do door two yet. We'll, we'll find door two in a minute. Door three, mountain two, is the city where the living God dwells. You have come to Mount Zion, a city of safety, of the manifest presence, the living God. Myriads of angels, angels are everywhere. Now, what was our word? Was it try to enter in? No, you have come. Who has come? We have come. Okay, this is your reality. You live with myriads of angels. And I read the New Testament, and I find that as God's people were on assignment, it was very important for, uh, for them to be aware of what those angels were doing. And so, a couple weeks ago in Heart of Prophecy, I was standing right here, and it was going great. And we had, all, we had had a wonderful lunch, and I stood here, and I was ready to read through Judges 6.1. Well, it wasn't verse 1, but it was the story of Gideon. And if you've been here, I preached about Gideon every other week. For a season, at least, I did. And so I started reading it, 
And it says, the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon. And I stood here and I said, the angel of the Lord. And I couldn't move or I, I couldn't move. Like It was like I couldn't go forward. And I said again, the angel of the Lord. Who was here? Okay. Third time, the angel of the Lord. And we knew in that moment that angels were in the room. Like, it, it happened. And then I, I shared about this in staff meeting. And you could, like, you could feel the weight on it, too. Where we are going in our assignment, it is becoming more and more important for us to know and see and be able to agree with what the angels are doing. Angels came and ministered to Jesus himself. Jesus received the ministry of angels. They're not going to become our focus or anything like that. But guys, this is part of what you've come to. You have come to myriads of angels. So I just want you to know that you're going to be sensing and knowing that, hey, an angel just did that. You're going to hear stories. Your family's going to say, well, hey, this happened and someone came and helped me. You're going to know there was angelic help. And things are going to happen. And, and in the days that we live in now, we're going to be needing this more than ever when we've needed in previous seasons. And so it's one of those things we're not, we're not going back. And so angels are everywhere. Say angels are everywhere. There's myriads of them. They're all around you. You're surrounded. You are surrounded. There's an angel behind every bush. <laughs> People used to teach that there was a demon behind every bush. I'm telling you something. I, I see angels behind every bush. They're all over you, all around you. They're all around your house. They're around your neighborhood. And I don't want my angels to get bored. I want to be out there on the edge. I want to be there like, hey, you angels that want adventure, let's go. Here we go. Because this is our time. So angels are everywhere. It's a place of victorious, joyful celebration. That's that general assembly. And it's a place where we govern and live in double portion inheritance. And let's just go back to what that says there. To the church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to God. We all through Jesus the firstborn have the full double portion inheritance. Jesus has given you every blessing that he has. So you have the double portion blessing of the firstborn. All of us get that. And so, we've been brought to the judge of all. And let me tell you something. God is judge first means that he's there to rule on your behalf. If you think of a judge first as something else, like he's going to get you, he's going to... I want to tell you something. The judge has ruled in your favor. Or you wouldn't be here today. <laughs> and so, I think we need to even rethink what it means for him to be a judge. And you've come to a great cloud of witnesses. 
who have gone before us. It says the spirits of righteous men made perfect. And there's people, there's a heavenly cloud of witnesses who are part of what you have come to. Not where you're trying to go. This is your reality right now. And then you've come to Jesus himself. And you've come to the blood of Jesus, which speaks better than the blood of Abel. The power of the blood of Jesus. Jesus' blood. Let's talk about door two. <laughs> door one was Mount what? Sinai. Door two was Mount Zion. I mean, door three. <laughs> I'm messing myself up now with mountains and doors. I think we'll rework this after this <laughs> for version two. But. There's an invitation for us to not live where door two is. I think for most of us, we know we're not living at door one anymore. Thank God. Can we just thank the Lord for that? <laughs> like, yes. I'm not living. I know I don't have to come in fear. I know I can go to God directly. I know I don't have to come through a mediator. I know it's not about my doing all these things to try to earn God's pleasure. I do things because he's really already pleased with me. I'm not worshiping to try to please him. He's already smiling at me. I worship because he likes me. And I'm his favorite, and so are you. But I think a lot of times we live in this place where we feel like we have to strive to enter the presence of the Lord. We feel like, yeah, I've heard there's some angels out there somewhere. And maybe a little bit of joy. And I, I'm pretty sure I have some inheritance not sure, you know, how to access it. And we are stepping out of that. <laughs> we live in this place. Is God really for me? Well, there's witnesses watching. Man, I, I feel, you know, you can feel pressure. And we know Jesus is Savior and Master. And yes, He is, but He is so much more. And we're growing in our revelation of who He is. And the blood covers my sins... But maybe I'm not living in that place of understanding that the blood declares that the devil is absolutely defeated. And the devil is terrified by the blood of Jesus. So this morning, I want to have someone come on up to the keys. There's an invitation for us to step into a greater revelation of our heavenly reality and to access every spiritual blessing. You have come to this mountain. Welcome to your home. This is reality. What I just described to you is more real than that red chair there. Chairs are still red. <laughs> All these years later. Thank God, thank God that what I just described to you is more real than the red chairs. 
I want you to stand. All right. See to it that you do not refuse him who's speaking. For if those did not escape when they refused him who warned them on the earth, much less will we escape who turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then, but now he's promised saying yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Yet once more denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. There is shaking and there will be shaking. There will be more shaking. But the purpose of the shaking is to free us from what's not real. It's to free us from what needs to go. So that, yet once more, the things that can be shaken need to be shaken so that what cannot be shaken may remain, which is the kingdom things. We are not to fear the shaking in our world. We are to let God bring us into greater reality of who He is and to access what's happening in heaven so that we can actually bring change on the earth. Next verse. For our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. And He is shaking, He is burning up everything that doesn't agree with Him. He is burning up things that were good because there is something great. He is burning up religious things because He wants to bring us to real spiritual things. And the fire of God is burning. God is shaking everything that can be shaken so that we can live in the reality of His heavenly kingdom which cannot be shaken. So that we will not live our lives going after temporal, religious things, things that are going to burn, but so that we will live our lives in simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. And that we are going to live our lives bearing more fruit than we have ever borne before. And we are going to access heavenly things. I'm telling you, this is such a time of opportunity. People are making millions of dollars just creating digital images right now. What might God want to give to you? I believe we live in the time of greatest opportunity ever in all of history. And so, Lord, right now, I thank you that our God is a consuming fire. And, Lord, that you want to ignite the fire of your consuming presence afresh in us. And that you want to bring us in the places of revelation, 
places of encounter, places of, of experiential knowledge of you. And I ask in this moment, God, for that fresh revelation to fall in this place. And I declare right now that you have come. You have come. You have come to Mount Zion. You've come to the city of the living God. And that as you are getting revelation to the city of the living God, you're going to make a difference in the city where you live. Jesus. Thank you for this new season. Thank you for what we're going to be unpacking in the days ahead. Thank you for the fresh encounters. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Consuming fire burn in this place. Consuming fire. Burn. 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 Burn in our hearts. Affirm that, say yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. It's a normal part of church, guys. It's church. It's Holy Spirit. 
gifts moving, speaking. Jesus. Jesus. Lord, I thank you that we have come to Mount Zion. And we say yes, Lord, to stepping in to the fullness of what you have for us in that place. I want us to take a step in the natural. In fact, I, th- I just think, I don't know, I, I just think for a moment, we just need to, we need to gather up here. If you're saying, yes, Lord, I'm stepping. I'm stepping into this new season. I'm stepping into the greater revelation of where, of the mountain that I've come to, of the home that I have. I say, yes, let's just come on forward this morning. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have come. You have come. You have come. You have come to Mount Zion. The mount of his presence that many of old would have given anything to be in that place. You live in that place. I declare it over you. I declare that you've come to the city of the living God. That you do not have a dead religious God, but your God is alive. He is healing, delivering, moving, speaking. You can feel, you can know, you can sense his heartbeat. The living God is your home. You've come to the heavenly Jerusalem and to myriads of angels. And I bless what is happening over your life with the angelic right now. That you are becoming more aware. Some of you are going to feel winds. You're not, you don't have to. doesn't mean you're always going to see a full angel. Some of you will. But you're going to know. You're going to know. Many times I just I feel a wind. I see when I glance like a, a flash. And I, I know and know that, that, that the angels are doing something. And I, I sense their presence. And I want to declare this over you. And I want to declare this over us right now. This is Psalm 103, guys. This is scripture. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Would you say that with me? Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget none of his benefits. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. Who satisfies your years with good things. So that my youth is renewed like the eagle. Alright, now this is farther down in the Psalms. Bless the Lord, you as angels. Would you say that? And all you hosts of His. In every place of His dominion. Let's say it again. Bless the Lord, you his angels. And all you hosts of his. And all you works of his. In every place of his dominion. What do those angels do? They perform his word. Who perform his word, obeying the voice of his word. I pray this, I pray this every morning. I read that and declare that scripture. Bless the Lord my soul. I walk through that. 
I walk through, then I say, bless the Lord, you as angels, mighty and strength to perform his word, obeying the, the voice of his word, and then I declare his word. And I want you right now to speak his word. I want you to declare something you know is God. I declare shalom. I want you to speak out things over your family. Health, life, blessing, favor, breakthrough, harvest, salvation. come to the joyful celebration assembly. <laughs> I love it that Sherry's laughing. You know, she was a school principal. And I'm sure her general assemblies were not boring. <laughs> but Sherry, I, I feel like there's something significant that the Lord wants to do. That he's pointing you out. So, Father, we just thank you right now for Sherry. In Jesus' name, for your hand on this woman of God. And, Father, we thank you for what you've done, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for, for, her, for her retirement. But, Lord, I just thank you. There's, there is a fresh assignment. <laughs> There's a fresh assignment over you, Sherry. And it's, it's one of great joy. It's not a heavy thing. It's not, like, not going to feel like you're going back to work. It's going to feel like you're flowing in a river. And we just bless. We bless. And I feel like the last several years, the Lord's been digging a riverbed around you. And he's about to fill it with water. And we bless at the provision of that river, the revelation you need and the connections that you need for this new season of things that you're going to release. We bless it and say now in Jesus' name. Let it come forth. Let it begin to manifest. And I see the pieces of puzzle pieces coming together of all that you were, all that you have been, and all that you're about to be <laughs> is converging right now. And we bless it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I just see this picture in the spirit of you like a, like a cook who has perfected recipes. And I feel like there's leadership formulas, formulas and recipes that you have that are going to bring the, the, the complexity of, of very wise things into the simplicity that a child can understand. And we bless that over you in the name of Jesus we bless the fresh creativity that you're going to experience and you're going to release over others. And I see as you have, as a principal, helped strengthen teachers. I see you strengthening teachers even today, like just kingdom teachers and maybe other teachers too. But I, I see you with these nuggets of wisdom and, and releasing creativity and creating atmospheres where things can happen that wouldn't have happened if you had not stepped in and release the presence of God and the word of God. And we bless that over your life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want you to, I want you to turn and just begin to pray and declare blessing over someone. I want you to declare life. Life, blessing, favor. Prophesy. 
What is God saying? New things, new things springing forth. You will be aware of them. You will be aware of new things breaking forth. Ho, ho. Full inheritance, the church of the firstborn. You are enrolled in heaven. The judge has ruled in your favor. You have come to Jesus. You've come to the spirits of righteous made perfect. We thank you for the heavenly witnesses. Jesus, we thank you that you are the mediator of the new covenant. We thank you for the sprinkled blood, the blood of Jesus Christ himself. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Whoa. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I bless the new authority that's been given to you. Many of you are going to start to notice something different about the people in your life. You're going to, you're going to see them breaking into new things. And it may even stretch you. Because they're not going to be necessarily doing it perfectly. But there's a higher place we've been called to. I was, I was seeing this. Marcy and I have been married 34 years to this amazing, been married to this amazing, beautiful woman. 34 years ago, we were on a plane to Hawaii. It was a Sunday. But you know what? I've, I've noticed in the last several weeks... In staff meeting, it's like Marcy's larger, not in the natural, <laughs> but in the spirit. And it was like, she was kind of like filling the room even. And, and there were times even, and when we've talked about this, like, you know, I was almost having trouble getting some things out myself. <laughs> and I felt this and I was like, well, what is it? And the Lord showed me that she's at a new place of authority in the spirit. She's grown. She's not the Marcy she was back in 2021. And guys, Marcy's not the only one coming into a new place of authority. I'm looking at people all over this body that we're all going to new places. We're going to be accessing places in heaven that we've not accessed before. We're going to be stepping into places of authority that we've not stepped in before.